Hey guys, before we get started, I just want to ask one thing. Do you know anyone who would benefit from listening to this podcast? If that's a yes, why not consider sharing it with them? Message, tag, screenshot, share on stories, whatever you feel comfortable with. I want to be able to help others in any way that I can. Thank you so much for your time and hope you enjoyed today's episode. Family is a force. Family is a force. When everybody's doing their part and pulling their weight. Yeah. Even when everybody's down on it, the family can pull it together and tromp on them. You're now tuned in to Tender Love and Cash, the place where ambitious men and women turn to for business strategies that not only skyrocket their profits, but also position them to serve the masses and make money doing what they love. I'm Amber Anthony, profit booster, efficiency driver, strategy specialist, and lover of all things analytical. And I'm going to help demystify difficult topics and concepts, crunch the numbers, and use real data to craft a strategic approach that supports business owners with a solid framework to operate a well-planned cash-generating machine. I can't promise to tell you what you want to hear, but I'll guarantee you'll get the guidance you need to hear to launch, grow, and build the business of your dreams with confidence. Let's dive in. We're going to tell the story, a success story, of the lady sitting next to me, who <laughs> happens to be our daughter. <laughs> I don't think she needed that. <laughs> no, that's a, no, that's a perfect intro. Listen, so on today's podcast, this is the first time I've had guests, and I think it's actually really beautiful that my very first guests are my mom and dad. And the whole reason why this podcast exists, why I exist. So I am going to introduce you to Vicki and Jean. And we are going to take you back 20 some years yeah. <laughs> on that fateful day when I got bamboozled <laughs> into taking over the family business. And I was only 65, a young 65. A young 65 at the time. <laughs> okay, Gene, take it away. Yeah, so uh, Vicky was schlepping these uh, 50 pounds of forms across airports, and she said, I don't know why my neck hurts. And I said, you know, uh, this is not healthy for either one of us. And uh, so... I'm off driving the truck, which is like a covered wagon, 10-year-old Ford, and, uh, and, and by myself crossing Texas in a hailstorm. And I thought, boy, this, this doesn't work very well. Or I may not even make it back. So I, Vicky called. She said, you know, my, my investors and my, my associates, they think we're going to go deep in debt of promoting this dance competition and uh, I'm thinking of just lit, dumping it, and uh, they've got me scared to death. And I said, just hang on. I said, I've got an idea. And so I go a little further, and uh, I get back alive. And I, the idea was to recruit a woman, a daughter, a beauty, that young, 
business experience, a dancer, on and on and on. And so uh, I approached Vicky first. I said, um, you know, she's in a prison working for, I don't know, hourly wage. And you spent 20 years developing this thing. I said, uh, what if I recruit her to come on board and, and be uh, half owner or, and later oh, total owner? She said, oh, she's got security. You know, it's, this is a government job she has. She's not going to give that up. I said, give me five. So anybody want to interject? <laughs> well, no, keep going because this is this is yeah, leads so, up to the day, the magic. Yeah, I might be laughing too hard, so you'll have to edit this or something. <laughs> anyway, so I go to the prison where, where she works, and I brush into a guy, and he goes, don't you judge me. And I said, whoa, you know. And I said, where's, where's Amber, uh, Anthony? They said, well, she's around the corner over here. So I said, well, you know, we can't talk very much here, but uh, here's an idea I have. Um, you're, you're working for hourly wage and your government job, and you get dental and medical, and uh, I think you can do better than that, and you... Actually, Amber said that when you because you said um, that you'd like to recruit her because of her business expertise. Yeah. And uh, she said that. She yeah. says, but I get dental. Yeah. <laughs> well, and because the reason that that was so important is because growing up, um, both my parents were entrepreneurs and business owners. And back then, there was no covered California or anything. Right. So I learned early on that you know, when you're an independent contractor, when you're a business owner, it was very expensive to get healthcare. And that was actually one of the first expenses um, that was grilled into me at the age of 16, 17. And I remember it was $114 a month and I had healthcare before I had auto insurance um, because I was so terrified. But I also remember always having to pay out of pocket for dental. And, you know, and my biggest fear, as a matter of fact, it, it, this is a little off subject, but when I got pregnant with Isaiah, the first thing I thought, God's honest truth, how am I going to afford his braces? That was my first thought when I yeah. found out I was pregnant. So I think I was just so traumatized by the dental and medical. And there was the clincher that made me determined to just drag you into the business. You sat there and absolutely seriously said, in 25 years, if I stay in this prison job, I can retire early. And I, and my heart just shattered. Well, and so that's also key, too, because you had a different mindset than I had, than mom had. So let's speak a little bit about that, because if it wasn't for your mindset, if it wasn't for your personal experience and not following the traditional path, being indoctrinated, working in a, you know, in a factory or whatever, yeah. right? Because obviously you're from Chicago. So yeah. it could have totally went that route. Oh. Or you could have stayed in the military. Yeah. Right? But you bet on yourself. I was in the Korean War. That kind of cured that. <laughs> took away that glamour. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even give me the dress blue uniform. They took a picture of me with a little thing in front with the blessed shirt. Now you had to buy your own uniform. So it was no trips to Greece or Italy? No. 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 Okay. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I forgot where I was going to care. Uh, 
So I thought we well, were saying the mindset when I said to you, if I stay here 25 years and yeah, I retire, your heart broke. Yeah, because I thought 25 years in jail uh, for early retirement, it probably would have been a piddly amount of retirement. Anyway, oh, you were asking me about my how I changed my mindset. Anyway, so I'm in Hawaii and uh, there's a company. I see this beautiful piece of land and there's and I. I called Dan, who was uh, the engineer for uh, Kaiser Edna, Henry J. Kaiser and Edna Life. Nothing but money. And Dan said, uh, I said, well, it's a beautiful piece of land. And he said, uh, why don't they build something on it? He said, oh, no brokers are interested. It's at least three miles from Diamond Head. And I said, three miles from Diamond Head? And they, and they had ocean and marina views. So I said, boy, I was a broker. I said, I'd love to work on that. I said, well, let's go down to uh, the main office, see the president of the company. And he said, you're interested. I mean, he was shocked. And so long story short, he said, well, how are you going to sell a 120-unit building and there's no building? I said, you give me the listing. I'll get, you, I'll get it sold. So I said, we're going to need a couple of hundred thousand. Uh, I want a helicopter and I want... Uh, to go fly up with a cameraman. I wanted to take pictures 360 for 12 stories. And uh, then I want a model just built on the site, wood, didn't matter what. And then I threw a cocktail party to end all cocktail parties. I sold 65% of it at the party. <laughs> uh, they gave me a, a 600 acre development. There you go. And so because you had this personal experience, which mind you, mom and I had it. So we just knew the reality of working hard yes. seven days a week. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> working hard, um, barely making ends meet. But you keep plodding along. You keep plodding along um, with really no intention of, of where this is going. I really want to be successful. But the main thing is to deliver the product. That was the bottom line. Well, and that's the thing is always being an artistic success, yes. but mom had a dance, you know, dance studio, dance competition for several years, but her reputation was impeccable, impeccable, just not the complete business savvy to your point. Yeah, I remember at the end of one award ceremony at the end of the day when I said, oh, what a wonderful show. Wasn't that show great? And they were like, you lost a fortune on that show, but it was an artistic success. Mm -hmm. So I was that. It's a different mindset. That's all. It's a different mindset, but one that one that I value because when you combine that, when you combine the excellence and the artistic success with a strategy and fiscal responsibility, that's where the magic happens. Um, and I don't have your gift, and I don't have your gift. So what a combination! What, what's Switched me on too. Uh, I was making maybe twenty five thousand as a broker until Dan gave me that break. Uh, the next year, I paid fifty eight thousand in tax because uh -huh. I earned one hundred fifty eight thousand. Now one hundred fifty eight thousand in nineteen sixty two. Ton of money. It'd be a million dollars. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, you know, liberate your mind to hell everyone and just go for it and. Um, that was a big success. Oh, so now adding to 
how I recruited you, which I'm, <laughs> I'm really, really pleased about. Um, it's a, the ROI was okay, huh? It's a, it's a success story. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so I, I said to you, uh, well, at least let's go talk to mom because um, you don't want to stay in prison 25 years just because you can get a tooth filled or braces <laughs> or something. And so uh, you came to the house and I said, Vicki, uh, meet your uh, new <laughs> president of Rainbow Dance yeah. Connection. We changed it from Connection. We dropped the Connection. And uh, she said, really? And I said, yeah. And as I was telling Vicky, I, I was in the garage pulling this 200-pound desk. desk through the door. <laughs> and I said, this is your office. <laughs> I don't know how long you stayed in the... The basement yeah. for several years, you know, it was <laughs> several years. Look, we were, we were, we ran so lean and mean that it took several years before I could justify getting a $1,200 a month office, Yeah, $1,200 a month. Yeah. And, and for those of you, because now businesses and people in business, they talk so openly about money, about their top lines and bottom lines back then. We just didn't, but the company was but the company was doing a top line of 1.5 when I finally could justify a $1,200 a month rent. And I was nervous about the lease. <laughs> <laughs> I almost talked you out of it. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's just to illustrate how conservative, responsible, but the other thing that was really important, too, is that the company, like all companies, it did have some debt. Um, her best friend at the time was lovely and was an investor and was a, a partner, one of the early partners in the business. And um, there was a debt owed on the balance sheet. And I, I don't know if she ever thought she was ever going to get paid back, but that's honestly one of my proudest things. You should be. Yeah, that was a beautiful thing to do. We uh, we we paid it back that. in full. In, in full. In and, full. And, and, Su and Susie. Yeah, that was sort of talking about Susie. Oh, okay. we're talking yeah. about Susie. And uh, and then then you sent us around the world a couple of times. That was a nice uh, that was, payment too. That was a nice payment. Yep, that was the uh, the power of business deductions <laughs> because. The other thing, too, with the dance competition, um, on top of being an artistic success, but because dance is so near and dear yeah. to our hearts, we had so many scholarships and performance opportunities where we sent dancers to Canada and Italy and Australia and really did some meaningful things, uh, really meaningful. And, and when I say with, with little to no money and all of our profit, yeah. we always made sure to just go huge for these dancers. I'm going to take credit for something right now. Please. Since we're on camera. No, yes, no, by all means. I was at the desk there above your office, and you were in the basement. <laughs> and I went, you know what? Wouldn't it be nice to give a teddy bear to these little guys? Because I also take credit for filming on video about 10,000 dances. Yes. Oh, yeah. They were the video guy. I was, yeah, I was the video girl for the video years. Girl for yeah. years. Yeah. So anyway, I said, how about a nice teddy bear for these little babies that even can't dance, that crawl out on the floor. They're so cute. And you go, yeah, great idea. So that went on for a while. Over the years, the bear got larger and larger. It wouldn't fit in the car. <laughs> It's how people took it all. It's our coveted mascot. Yeah, board. the, the mascot. Yeah. Board. And, yeah. and I came up with the word mascot. Mm -hmm. And the 
the little babies are sitting in front of it, and this thing is about as big as a house. Yes. <laughs> and it's still popular. And it's still popular. <laughs> it's still popular. Um, and, and remember, you, again, something that our competition did that no other competitions did is we changed the backdrop every single year. Yes. And those backdrops were eight grand. And yeah. every year, we would come up with a new theme to give a new experience, to give a new look. You know, and that's something that, you know, the industry doesn't really do then or now. Yeah. Um, but we took a lot of pride in that. Well, I think also Vicky made a, a thing out of the mascot thing because uh, the little little tiny dancers didn't get much respect. Right. And uh, she just was all over them with love and this and then the parents, and you know. Yeah. Well, that was mom's bread and butter was your babies. Oh, yeah. That was your specialty. Oh, that was my specialty. But please note, guys, this was back in the day when it was just competitive. There were no levels in dance competition. No. So you being eight were competing against the 15 year old. Yes. Period. Yes. You know, so it was it was a different time. So we were we were kind of very strategic to create other opportunities and other ways to celebrate yeah. Um, all ages, all levels before what you now know as, you know, multiple levels in, in dance competitions. So that was something that we did early on. Uh, really, you know, just as we think back, like just really beautiful story, but the, definitely the mindset, the mindset of Amber, join this business. You have a skill set that is not yet in this business and, you know, so I started to bring in my expertise. So obviously you had a whole staff that had been working for you for years. Oh yeah, I have to tell. So here I come tra traipsing in and full transparency, I'm a train wreck. <laughs> I, look, I quit my job at the county. I came home. I told Isaiah's dad I quit my job. He packed his bags and moved, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I knew about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the, the golden goose was no longer a golden goose because she wasn't getting her county check anymore. You know, while you were working, while you were working uh, 24 hours a day, uh, I had Isaiah sitting on my arm for four years. And he and I used to watch Arnold Schwarzenegger pumping iron. <laughs> and his dog. I got your dog, too, yeah. Foxy. Because I had to travel. So part of the gig is... You come, you work in the office, which was the basement of the house, and then you have to travel. Back then, the, comp the shows weren't as big, so we could leave on Thursday night right. or Friday morning, um, and then you come home Monday. Right. Well, I had a kid <laughs> that the dad didn't want to watch on the weekends conveniently. I got, got a little story I want you to bring up, too, because I like to take a little credit here and there. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> Vicki and I are going cross-country to find theaters. The prices are off the chart. I mean, like, they're going, well, we want, for a weekend, we want $35,000. And I'm like, so we're driving across, and there's big floods, just like they have in, you know, and uh, we're still in California. Was that California? Uh, you know, no. I, I well, we're in building to where I got the five-year. Oh, Wisconsin Dallas. Okay. Oh, Wisconsin Dallas. No, yeah. that was game oh, changer. Yeah. 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 That so, was a like game changer. That was the real estate agent of me. So buildings are falling into the lake. Yeah. Uh, and it was that big a rain. The Wisconsin Dells, where they had the swimming and everything. So yeah. we're sitting down with him and we said, yeah, well, we're really interested in, in uh, running the theater for this amount. And, and 
they said, oh, yes, that's fine, because they were worried that nobody's ever going to ever gonna see the water drain away. And I said, uh, however, I said, you know, it's, it's very precarious. You never know. There might be another storm or whatever. I said, we'd like an f- option for five more years at the same price. Yep. That, that worked, didn't it? Well, and, yeah. And let me tell you the power of this from a business standpoint, because we got to Wisconsin Dells. That was our national finals. We did well. Okay. And so we, at that point we had eight, 900, 1100 apps, which is a big national finals. And the fact that our overhead was so low, those (laughs) events were profitable. Whereas now generally national finals are not profitable. You're lucky to break even because these hotels and casinos won't give you those types of deals. So again, in the early days where we were restructuring the business, paying off debt, et cetera, that gave us the power to do all those things. So it was this amazing negotiation, perfect timing, perfect execution, but then taking care of business, Yes, right? And so we lived still very below our means. We didn't take advantage of the cash flow. We didn't get greedy early. We kept reinvesting in the business. Um, I believe Rainbow was one of the first businesses to start to introduce the verbal critiques mm-hmm. because it was expensive. Yeah. Because back in the day, it was just four gents, yeah. right? And I and I knew the importance of doing more, right? To because how could I compete with all of these successful dance competitions? Right. Who, by the way, were owned by very savvy men. Okay, yeah, who would right. run into business? I mean, right. back then there were very few women dance competition owners. And not 25-year-old dance competition (laughs) owners, right? So how were we going to provide value? Before we get back to the show, we just want you to know that if you enjoy the podcast but want to see the visual version of this episode, go check out my YouTube channel linked up in the show notes. Hope to see you there. So... That was very expensive to do. Whereas those other dance competitions, no shot would they spend an extra $2,000 a weekend. I might add, you know, your sister Heidi uh, came on board <laughs> yes. to help with the, uh, what's it called? The equivocation. Adjudication. Adjudication. Which I used to get very upset with mom about. So <laughs> also hiring family at the right time. Sidebar, Heidi has been amazing, my sister, to date, because she's come back to work for Rainbow. How did you... Um, uh, because all those papers, they were buried in papers. Yes, yes. And you finally got them on the computer. Oh, yeah. Well, Andrew got us the computer. Yeah. But, I mean, but she got in trouble for it. I got <laughs> I worked with an associate who said that we cannot spend a dime on anything. And I said, but our system is old. We, we shouldn't do this anymore with the writing. And, then, and I got in. I sneaked sneak the computer. I said, Danielle, just go to that table. And and she was doing it, and he saw it, and oh, lost it. Oh, lost, lost it. it. Well, and so today, strategy specialist, I'm heavy on operations and systems and processes. So I saw a broken system and process. Yeah. You know, number one, um, there was too much room for error. Number two, it was too much time. Right. And since we're trading time for money on stage, it's right. important to keep things running quickly, right? And efficiently. So um to- add, the person that was most upset about spending a few dollars on a computer. 
was the first one to give his interest in the company back for free. And that is very true. Which worked to our advantage because he was just worried to death. Yes. And uh, we relieved him of that of fear. Now, of that fear and, of that and worry. To by this day, it probably would have been worth a couple of hundred thousand. Oh, absolutely. Well, and so that's another important takeaway. Again, and 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 that's really the premise of this podcast uh, episode is about the mindset, right? Because many of us walk away from opportunities or don't fully invest in opportunities. Obviously, you have to vet them. They have to be sound. You have to have a strategy and there's a lot of sacrifice. But a lot of it is just being too small-minded. Mm-hmm. And that's something you never work. No. So you small brain, but not not, <laughs> not small mind. No. <laughs> Which you 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 know you introduced that to me and mom because we couldn't fathom no any of that. So I'm you know, and so obviously I made plenty of speeches at birthday parties and family events and what have you. I mean, you know, it's 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 very important to give credit where credit is due because nobody does it alone. It's all cause and effect. Yes. But had he not come that day, you know, and done an amazing sales pitch, you know, at the right time, but then provided constant support for years. I mean, he was, he was, you know, my emotional support animal. (laughs) He would feed me home cooked meals and I'd be melting down. (laughs) I mean, you know, entrepreneurship, you know, is not. uh, You gotta feed it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, it's not glamorous and it's, it's not for the weak. It's very stressful. Um, so, you know, not only did he pitch the idea, but also stayed along for the entire journey. Well, I, w- I did it all for love. Oh, uh, was there we go. I couldn't care about dance. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I no, thought but if she's going to drop dead chasing this thing, I'm going to die with it. No, but you saw the value of the company. No, I did. Yeah. But that was not my main motivation. Oh. Yeah, no. But it, but it, and so how beautiful it is. So fast forward 20 some years and 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 again, why, you know, another nugget, you know, from this episode that we hope you take away is just, you know, the teamwork, the opportunity, not giving up and then the power of what it does. You know, so many people online talk about, you know, business and branding and internet and marketing and, you know, become a millionaire, you know, we, we achieved that as a team, you know, many, many years ago before we could brag about it. And it's actually Uh, a little uncomfortable to talk about it now. Family is a force. Family is a force. Yeah. When, when everybody's doing their part and pulling their weight. Yeah. Even when everybody's down on it, uh, the family can pull it together and trump on them. But you need you need the you need the leadership, yes, which you provided, and you also need the vision, right? And so you had created this beautiful thing that was just ready to blossom. The soil was pure. I mean, if you want to use that analogy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The soil was pure. The seeds were strong. You know, it, it came from great genetics. Didn't at one point. Rainbow became the largest competition in the country. Oh, I don't. I mean, it was close. Well, so if you were asking for number of events and were they sold out? Yes. So before, um, before you guys decided to sell your shares to me and before I ended up taking on another partner, we were at 18 
sold out events for three day events. Mind you, that was before the days of four day events, yeah. five day yeah. events. Yeah. So yes, so or that touch your period. Right. Since you're an accountant, also round numbers. How many dancers would that be in eighteen events? So so we were at eleven thousand acts. So that's, that's pretty big. That's pretty big because fast forward all these years later. So that was 11,000 acts at 18 events. Last year, this past season, I put on 40 events and I had 20,800 acts. Wow. So as you can see, the average per event is a little lower. Okay. But it, you know, it's still there. So for clarification, do for, for your podcast uh, listeners, uh, an act can be one person or a hundred. An act can be one person or a hundred. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, the, but, the, but the growth really was, and, and, and that's another reason why I wanted to bring you guys on because I'm most proud of what we accomplished in seven years. Yes. So in seven years, Single mom. <laughs> a prisoner with a ball and chain. A prisoner with a ball and chain. Um, joins family business. Pays off debt. Um, gave up the braces. Gave up the braces. Uh, turned it into a profitable and cash flowing business. You got to retire. Yes. You didn't have to drive trucks anymore. No. <laughs> right? You got to, you got to travel. Beautiful travel. You got to do some nice travel. You got to make your home beautiful. Well, nice travel. Let's just put it this way. Venice, three times. Plane, train, and um, ship. Mm -hmm. And then we also dined with the captain of the Queen Mary. Now, she's something, something I came up with. <laughs> Thinking big. <laughs> Thinking big. <laughs> Thinking big. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, you know, Rainbow, Rainbow was really powerful. In that seven years, that seven years changed the complete trajectory of our whole lives because also because we were operating very responsibly. Obviously you guys were in a position to put some money aside. Mm -hmm. I acquired a couple properties in Vegas. So over the course of the years, we've now converted some of those investments. We all live in California. Our homes are paid for. And thanks to you. We're in this beautiful Laguna woods because when I got here, I was going, What's it, Leisure World? <laughs> Who are all these old people? You know, I don't want to be around these old people. I was old already. I just uh, didn't quite feel it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so finally, we came and looked at the golf course, this and that. And I went, you know, Amber's got something here. So you take credit for that. Okay. Well, actually, I was trying to put you in Leisure World by me and LaSalle, not because... Just because of the, I, I didn't know California yet, but Laguna Woods is prestigious. Yeah, Leisure like, World. Okay, Leisure World. Leo Beach. That one to work. I was there, I'm like, <laughs> I knew someone there, and, and these people were running around on tricycles. <laughs> and, and I went like, you know, I played golf for 55 years. I'm with people that are on tricycles? Yeah. Hello. No, yeah. So so we're definitely upgraded. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's. You know, and so obviously the business has grown um, 10 more years, you know, exponentially. And, exponentially. and over that course of time, which is pretty cool because you got to experience and I get to experience it is you went from business owner operator 
to business owner. Yes. And then you had an exit strategy. Yes. Okay. And so now I have gone from business owner operator and now I'm just business owner. I really only do a little bit of the operations on the finance side. Mm-hmm. So I have a whole team, a CEO, et cetera, that runs the business. So no, I get nobody, to nobody, do podcasting. Nobody would <laughs> understand how complicated it was to arrange 22 cities at the time, getting a truck there. No internet. No internet. No MapQuest. No cell phones. No cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> I want to call her. I have to go to a gas station. No website. No. No website. No paying by credit card. How do you market with no website? I remember I thought to get a website. No no smartphones. Not even dumb phones. No. And then when the judges' planes are late, (laughs) what do you do then? I mean, it was a different world. Entirely. (laughs) I think we've come a long way. We've come a long way. We've come a long way. So, So the overall, just real quick. Anything that's on your heart that you think would be important for our audience, whether it be about the mindset, the business, the family business. So I I think what you've just heard, if she doesn't charm the life out of you (laughs) and and impress you with her ability, turn the damn thing off. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Mom. Well, I'm just thinking about the kids, not the dancers, but the children that are now becoming adults and their parents say, we'd love you to take over the family business or we'd like you to become involved. In it. And most of the time, the kids, oh, why would I want to do, you know, they don't want any part of it. I say, think about it. Just think about the years that have been put into this already and you've got something already started, go for it and bring your own talent which is what she did, to change it. Change it. Make it better. You know what I'm, impressed me, too, after all these years, maybe, what, 20 now since we were relieved of it by you? She still gets, uh, what is it, Facebook, or what is it called, where they go, <laughs> you know what, um, I was in the second grade when, when you were teaching. Oh, yeah. By yeah. now on Broadway. <laughs> I mean, she constantly gets these things. So yeah. her teaching was off the chart. Oh yeah, it, it's 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 an incredible gift, and people share it with me, and then I share it with you. And I mean, it, we, you know, this this vehicle. Not only did it change our lives, I mean, it's changed hundreds of lives. I mean, I employ hundreds of people. You know, I see tens of thousands of dancers. I work with thousands of dance studio owners. Um, it is it is the biggest honor to be a part of of an industry that is. Is so important. Um, in our I mean, world. Amber, just explain this briefly, um, because a lot of people don't understand. Where do the dancers come from? They're in individual dance dance studios where they train. Yep, dance then studios have dance teams. Then they they enroll to get into a competition like Rainbow, mm-hmm. and then uh, they get their trophies and they can bring them back to their studio. Yep, and display them. So there's a little chain of events that... uh, It's not only that. When they compete, they have a wonderful time. They love it. And they want to get better. What can I do to be as good as that girl? Well, I'm going to go back and enroll in another ballet class. Mm -hmm. Good all around. Good for everybody. Mm -hmm. But look what it's done. I, I, I think competition has done a lot for the caliber of dancers we have. Look at so you think you we can dance. 
Um, oh, all the, all everything the is shows. dancing. Everything is dancing. Every commercial. That- <clears throat> and it's state of the art. It's beautiful. Yeah. No, it really is. You know, and, and I'm hoping that at some point the industry does evolve to compensate dancers properly. Yes. Um, and, and, that, and that's another thing, too, to, to be in. And, and that's something that's always been top of mind for me to be in the dance competition industry. As he stated, you go from dance studio to dance competition. So my clients are dance studios. And I know how hard dance studio owners work because my mom had a dance studio for 20 years and I saw that. And that's why I was so not attracted to the industry. I know you were. Um, because I, I, I watched it and it's, you know, and, and just like education and teaching, oftentimes if the dance studio owner uh, doesn't have it structured properly, they're not profitable, frankly, you know? You know, I never asked you, uh, what exactly did you do at the prison before I uh, broken up. <laughs> so um, I started out in juvenile services and then I went in on onto the more administrative side. So I worked with judges um, for OR releases and I made recommendations. That's uh, why you wanted to study law sometime, I think, too. Right. Yeah. I just said, you know what, here you can pick up a company in 10 minutes. You could study law before you get your first client in 10 years. And, and that's all very true. So I've also used this business as a vehicle because now running the business, who knew that I would become so savvy in logistics, marketing, right? Because now I have to figure out how to get 13 trucks around the country. I have to figure out how to manage hundreds of people. So I know human resources. I know operations. At one point, we were manufacturing our own awards. So I understand how to do that. We obviously have our own merchandising, right? right. So I, under, you know, and we place orders in China and you know, we we cut and sew and we screen print. And we, so we made uh, one mistake one time. We made uh, trophies out of marble. <laughs> they weighed about 35 pounds a piece. A kid couldn't even lift it. Right. And uh, the evolution of our And Dan, my friend, that got me into the big business for a while before he passed away. I used to put all the trophies in his garage. <laughs> I was involved, room. but you know, yeah. oh, but you know what too is I remember because people always send me pictures speaking of awards is, you know, you always told me God is in the details and I really didn't understand that at the time, but you had these beautiful, prestigious acrylic trophies. You were spending four times per award than any other dance competition because it was important to you and you didn't care. You did not, it, it, it didn't matter to you, you know, and again, because th- this is a podcast, you know, about money, right? And so, you know, at that time in 2000, I was making more at my job at the county than my mom was making because obviously I had seen her tax returns, right? And she was putting all of her profit into giving the best experience, the I mean, you had you had people coming, you know, auditioning kids for cruise ships and Disney. Everything came out of your pocket personally to give the best experience to the dancers, to the industry, to the dance studio owners. And nobody knew, nobody knew that you were living on less than twenty thousand dollars a year. Okay, you know now they know now. <laughs> so this is why this is why this story is so so beautiful, and um, and I'm just I'm I'm just excited to be honest and transparent with you to show you where it started, yep. what's possible, and 
what it looks like today. A lot of peace of mind, a lot of gratitude. Yeah. You know, one of the things that Vicki did that attracts the uh, studio is that uh, we cared about so many things. And, and their parents of the studio of the children picked up on that. Yeah. And I think uh, the award with the bear. Yeah, the mascot award, yeah. Was one of them that, you know, that we didn't overlook anybody. Yeah, no, yeah. And, and and one of our taglines is still the competition with the heart. And oh, that was it. The competition with the heart. Mm-hmm. Yep. I came up with that. Yes, you did. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, hello, marketing genius right here. <laughs> and, and you know, I'm friends with many dance competition owners, individuals who work with us, and, and they, they work with many of us. They always tell me that when they come work for Rainbow or when they produce a Rainbow event, even now, you know, with all the technology and all the production and all the sophistication, they say it's different. It feels different. There's just so much heart. Heart. Yeah. So I definitely and think you brought, you brought a ton of heart. Too. Yes, yeah, I did. I did. Well, I, I dovetailed off of what you did, um, but I it just came natural. I mean, obviously, I, I you know that's how I was raised. Yes, and picked it up. Yeah, and I picked it up, and and again, that's you know what we're most proud of. I mean, we we've done well for ourselves. You know, could could we be more profitable? Could we have gotten bigger? Could we have done more? I'm certainly. I would like to leave a little code or a warning. Anybody watching this that wants to rush out and start their own dance competition. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> you may not live long enough. <laughs> it was on a hope and a prayer. Okay. A lot of it was not a hope and a prayer. But but we made it and um and we pray that our story will inspire you to I looked like the Beverly Hillsbury driving that truck. Can- a canvas keeping the rain off the top. And I'm wondering if the tires are going to blow. <laughs> Inspire you to think big. <laughs> and that's where we're going to leave it. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs>